y'all. This is Alex. Thanks for listening to the internal podcast. This week, I'm having a conversation with Matt Burt, our senior UX UI designer. Um, got to hear about his upbringing on a farm, even though he wasn't sure if it was a farm or not. Got to talk a little bit about bikes and just about his inspiration as an artist in general. So sit back and enjoy, and thanks for listening. Matt Burt, welcome to the internal podcast, man. What's going on? Hey, I am doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, in the most like first world problems ever, I had to tell the cleaning ladies to stay out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> I I have always wanted to get a cleaner um, because of pets and pet hair everywhere. Oh, yeah. But I've yet to like take the plunge. <laughs> So we never did. We we kind of always said that when we have a baby, that it's going to be like our investment, like for us, because basically all of our money goes to our children at this point now. Mm-hmm. Um, totally worth it. Like I said, it's the most first world problem I've ever like expressed into the world. But yeah, alas, that's what we got to do. I get like a weird satisfaction out of vacuuming, but I mm-hmm. hate like dusting a house or cleaning like a bathroom i'm not like good that. at like keeping up that maintenance like if it's just like the task is okay i need to clean this room like that's i get that but mm-hmm. the like we just kind of like always clean in a little bit just at all times i think i just like i can't wrap my brain around that which is why um we have a cleaning lady or a cleaning crew which just means it goes crew. faster is all it really means um anywho enough about me Thank you for agreeing to do the internal podcast. I think this yeah. is my sixth, maybe sixth or seventh, um, mm-hmm. interviewing just members of the team. And it's been really, really fun. It's we're still kind of finding our way in terms of like what the subject matter should ultimately be Yeah, in terms of format. But I'm kind of enjoying that it's kind of like a long form uh, late night talk show. That's kind of what I'm going <laughs> for, you know? Yeah. Um, hopefully, I, I can they, do some of these in person at some point too. They've been interv- entertaining to listen to so far. So, well, thank you. Working. I appreciate it. So, I guess the first question is well, this isn't a question. This is a statement of fact. You're Matt Burt. What is your position at BuildWit? So, I am the senior UX UI designer. And basically, what that just means is when it comes to anything designing a website, I handle it. And then when it gets to development, I pass it off. And when you say senior, that would typically imply there's like a junior, but we don't have a junior. <laughs> You're the only. No. Uh, <laughs> I th- yeah, I think I think my title is very made up, but. <laughs> well, I think senior, I think yeah. that's how build it is in general. It's like um, you can be this. It's like fine, that's cool. I think me. there was actually discussion when I got my offer letter. Oh really? I don't even know if there was a title on it. I was like, what's my title? Especially just coming from my last job, I wasn't used to build wit and titles not being a big deal. Yeah. And I remember they're like, oh, just make one up. You're like, okay. <laughs> I remember, that was, I think it was like the conversation that I had, maybe with Dan even, like my very, very initial conversation. He just said, yeah, titles, we just don't really like care about it. I'm like, okay. And then when I talked to Aaron, he kind of said the same thing. I'm like, all right, I'll just be 
developer, <laughs> like <laughs> strip it down as much as possible. And then when I moved over to the podcast thing, I just, I think I'm now just like podcast producer. Like I don't, I don't really know what to do with any frills about that. It feels like over the top for me to be like senior or podcast producer manager or something stupid. Like that doesn't serve yeah. me at all. That does nothing. That me, it doesn't mean anything to begin with. But especially like for my role now on yours, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think so. I put the senior in there because at my last job, I had the word senior before it. Oh, nice. Okay. And yeah. I felt weird removing it. Now, so I, I don't know why. I think like, is it a backwards step if I like remove senior? But I think here at BuildWit, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that's certainly kind of the point. I mean, Aaron was the chief dirt nerd and that was his only position for like a while. Yeah. He's now like has I think he's now the official CEO, but I mean I think Dan was sort of just like sales, you know? Yeah. Now you know he's president of Buildwit, which is probably sounds a little bit more legit. It does. Um, at the same time though, I didn't I didn't know their titles, so I think <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's why I thought like that Friday meeting we did where we they just kind of rolled out sort of what the new plan for the company and the companies. Mm-hmm. Were because it was like cool. I don't. I wondered what your position would be. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. I know what you do, sort of, but I don't, I don't know what you're called. Um. Anyway, you know how it is. Job yep. titles, just you don't need it here at Buildwit. Um, uh-huh. you're going to be doing more than your job title anyway. So. Yeah, well, that's that's <laughs> the thing. It's like you can call yourself whatever you want, but you're going to wear a couple hats. Um, and I I I, I hope that like our culture sort of keeps that thing going as we, mm-hmm. as we grow, you know, eventually like we'll be able to put people in like, this is your only set of responsibilities. But I hope that there is a little bit of like, Oh, if you feel like you can fill in a gap in this other place, do it. Like, you know, I think yeah, we've got for the most part, I think everybody's like kind of game for that. And so it's kind of been fun to, to do that over the last um, little bit. Um, yeah, so sure. when did you come on to build with? Yeah. So I started doing contract work early on, like during COVID. Okay. Maybe April, I'm not hundred percent sure when, but I can't, so I ended up coming on full time last July. Got it. So okay. almost a year. Yeah. What was the first project you like designed? Um, it was the Wittek website. Got it. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then after that, it was either Bemis or Blunt. Which is like so funny because you working on that, Shay built those and she didn't come on full time for like another six months. Yeah. Um, It's definitely crazy. I think when I was doing contract work, a lot of the people I was working with, I thought were full time like Shay. Yeah. (laughs) And they, they weren't. Well, you know, I think that's sort of, I mean, we were just rolling that way. It was just like, mm-hmm. let's, I don't know. I'll say one thing that I've been really, I was really impressed with right when I came on was the uh, importance that was applied to the relationships with like the contractors. I feel like I've worked plenty of places that they just always kind of treated contractors like crap or like, you know, you're not really part of the team. And there, yeah. it, that seemed to be, we just have never like acted like that. And so I think you're right. It was kind of hard to tell like, oh, are you Full time, or you just you just like do work for Buildwit, you know? Yeah, I think also so back then, like as a contractor, I would join the Friday call. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, which, eventually we had to say no because we have too yeah. many people. <laughs> and I think I've had other contract gigs, I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't be on any company calls. So it's definitely a different, very different feel. Nice. So you're talking about what you've, you did before BuildWit. Um, kind of what's your story? So you, you grew up in North Carolina? I grew up in Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Um, okay. And moved to North Carolina for my last job, so which is about five, I think five years ago. Okay. But so actually, as of yesterday, I'm going to be moving back to Virginia um, to be closer to my parents. Wow. So, okay. Um, yeah, just parents getting older, and I feel like I just need to be closer to them. My dad had a big health scare recently. Okay. And it wasn't a great feeling having to drive four and a half hours. Sure. Not knowing what was going on. So moving to Richmond, Virginia this September. Okay. Um, does that excite you? Are you kind of bummed by that? I mean, obviously, um, getting to be by your parents is great. Yeah. It's, if you'd asked me last year where I was going to be living, I would have told you either probably Raleigh or Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was not expecting it. Mm-hmm. But I do have, I, I am excited to be closer to them. I'm excited to, I love Virginia as a state. I think it's beautiful. So I'm excited, a little bit nervous, unexpected change, I guess. Sure. Well, congrats on like making the decision. You know, I feel like that stuff's so hard. I feel like I'd kind of dragged that out moving from Ohio to Nashville. It was like, well, it'll be sometime around, you know. And I think it took a while before like, uh, yeah, I'm going. And then just, I think I sort of just went. Um, so when when are you going to move back? Um so I just signed a lease yesterday. Oh wow! Okay. So, but the apartment doesn't become available till end of August. Okay, so you've kind of got the rest of the summer to get I, your ducks in a row. I hate moving things. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I'll probably like drag my feet and move slow. <laughs> of course, just like a little bit at a time. That's yeah. not too too far. If you said four it's and a half hours. Um. Yeah, and Richmond is only like three. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to move back to the country. <laughs> oh, that's where your parents live? Yeah, my parents live in the middle of nowhere against the Blue Ridge Mountains. Got um, it. It's beautiful, but there's also nothing there. Yeah, you kind of like want to have like a life too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Um, well, cool that you're moving. Did not know that. That's definitely exciting. Um, so you grew up in Virginia. Uh, what what did you like do when you were in high school? What were you like things? Oh, man. If anything, I, I mean... <laughs> Obviously, you went a, to school. That was part, part yeah, of Yeah, school, and I was just a total nerd. So I was playing Call of Duty and Halo. Was, were you big yeah. into like art classes and stuff like that at that point? Yeah, so actually, I was, even in high school, doing graphic design. And um, I, did, I wasn't taking like a graphic design class. We just had like Photoshop on our computer. Yeah. And I was teaching myself. And from there, I was doing some like church graphics and stuff in high school, which ended up leading to me having an internship when I was 19. And that internship eventually turned into a contract, like graphic design position. Oh, wow. And that's sort of how I got my start. So I was doing traditional graphic design for a long time. So did you go to college for graphic design? Or did you go to college at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, went, I went to college for design. Um, I did not go in like a traditional way. It was like community college and taking classes sporadically yeah. all over the place. Um, but yeah, so what? For graphic design, I've had pretty much graphic design jobs since I was 19. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, that eventually evolved at my last job into web design and UX, UI design. 
Yeah. So at my last job, I was hired as a graphic designer and illustrator. And that agency slowly evolved in doing more and more web projects. And I was already there and I started doing pretty much the websites still as a graphic designer and almost teaching myself the differences between web and print design. And not just like, oh, this looks good. This looks like a good website, yeah. like with actual real strategy. Yeah, learning that there's more to it than that, that, you know, like the structure of a website matters, um, wireframing and doing content blocking, all that is important and yeah. why it's important. Um, and I realized like I love that way more than doing any graphic design project or project or illustration. So, okay, so here's kind of a nerdy question. <laughs> so, there's a like a songwriter composer that I've always really really respected and the way he talks about writing music and writing songs is content dictates form. Do you feel like there's a little bit of that to your work or is it more of I know what the the brand feel is so I'm going to design that and then work the content into that or is it like whatever the content is I'm going to design something beautiful around the content. Yeah, so that's a good question. I think it's a little bit of both. So with a partner site, a lot of times they'll have some big priorities, whether it be like our careers page needs to be really important or our services need to be the most important thing on the site. So whatever their priorities are, will play a big part into what the site navigation is and what the content on each page is. Um, and I'll take that and try and evolve it into something better than they have on their current site and on their competitor sites. Um, as far as content, sometimes I don't really know what all the content on a page is going to be. So I am just designing something that I think is going to look good. And then we have to rearrange it based on, you know, the content they provide us. I feel like that's kind of the hard part. Cause I, you know, as I guess probably most people know, I have done a lot of web design, web design and web <laughs> development in my lifetime. Um, and what I always found really challenging was it was kind of like a chicken or the egg sort of situation when it came to starting a website because it was like, well, how do I know what kind of section I should design or should start building if I don't even know what's going to go there? Mm-hmm. And then the content writers would say, well, how do I know what I'm supposed to write if I don't know the kind of space and limitations that I have? And it's like, yeah, I don't know. We'll just keep going in a circle. And then whoever starts first, that's what we do. Yeah, that's, um, you know, when I, so when I started here, we didn't have any full-time writers, I don't think. Yeah. And it was very much like, I'm just designing this and guessing what content needs to go in each section. Yeah. Now with writers on the team, I've been trying to work much more closely with them. And when I get to a section that I'm just not sure about, it's been great to just shoot them a question of, hey, like, what do you think the copy in this spot should be like? Yeah. And it's made the flow a lot smoother. I think you are definitely one of the hires for BuildWit that like allowed the whole team to level up in a lot of ways. I think um, both Marilee and Nia are the same way. Um, and I'm not hmm. saying it's just the three of you. But I think what's interesting is you came in saying, I want to be a UX, UI guy. That's what I want to work on. Mm-hmm. And that like freed chase up to like focus on the branding side as opposed to like, you know, that's where his heart clearly is, but he was also designing websites too. And you're like, well, here's like my specialty. Here's the thing I think about. Here's the reasons why I like this. And so I think what's been really nice with the writers too, like you said, you know, 
they're experts at that <laughs> as opposed mm-hmm. to like you you were saying you were just kind of like trying to decide like it might be nice to have a call to action here you know what i mean like you're having to think of it that way as opposed to people who are content strategists who like understand that yeah and so i i know that bringing you on has certainly paid huge dividends and i know everybody's been pumped with your work over the past year i guess you're not quite at a year right not July, quite yeah. um i think a few weeks cool well, yeah i i get what you're saying about that um you know it's great that people at buildwit can basically do multiple roles I yeah think almost everybody can right everybody can and um at the same time it's great for people to have a focus something they specialize in and just like speaking to chase like i think it's great that I focus on a website, but if I'm out and something needs to be changed, Chase can jump in there and change it. If Chase is out, I can jump into his file and change something. Yeah, like it's not like, well, I don't understand any of that because I only do this thing. So sorry. Yeah. You know, I think about, well, so I'm a huge NBA basketball fan. That's that's one Mm -hmm. of my obsessions. And what a lot of people talk about is, are people like floor raisers or are they like ceiling raisers in terms of like potential? And I like that our team is built of people who are both those things and often plenty of people who who are both of those things in one. Um, yeah. But I definitely feel like bringing you on was definitely like a ceiling raiser. It's like, you know, we were a, we had the ability to make really good websites, but mm-hmm. like bringing somebody on who like cares about that specific stuff in a way that someone who's spread really, really thin across a lot of different disciplines might not have been. So that I know we're We've been pumped by your work, man. It's been cool to kind of get to be a part of those projects. Well, um, thank you. So what company were you at before this? Um, their name was GoFish Digital. Uh-huh. And it was just a digital marketing agency that primarily focused in like tech, IT companies, I yeah. guess. But um, would pretty much take anybody. <laughs> Did you know you wanted to move to North Carolina when you looked for that job or does it sort of like came on the scene and um so yeah at the time i did i wanted I'd, I'd lived in virginia my whole life yeah i just wanted to live in a different state sure and i know north north carolina is not a far away state from virginia but uh the opportunity came up and i just i just took it i'd heard good things about raleigh so love it i when i moved to nashville i think i'd been like one weekend already knowing that i was going to move there i was like all right i need to go and like see if this is just like an utter disaster. Um, but I, yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's just like, uh, that sounds cool. I heard it's cool. I'll move there. So you worked there for like five-ish years, came on to build with What like really interests you in the UX UI strategy? Like why that versus general graphic design? Yeah, so I think the thing that really draws me to UX is the user interaction side. You know, with, I guess it's not true with all graphic design, but with a lot of graphic design, the, a person isn't necessarily going to interact with it unless it's printed out. But, you know, some digital piece, someone's not going to really interact with. With website, there's going to be a user, how they navigate it, um, what pages they go to. All that is really the most interesting part to me about a website. Yeah. And how can, I, how can I improve that and how can I make um, it the best user experience possible? When you're designing, do you feel like you're 
trying to design it in a way that it's a no-brainer for the user on how to like use it? Is that kind of the goal? For sure. Um, really, you you want when you go to a website, you want it to be as familiar as possible. Yeah. You don't want it to be like you don't want to throw any curveball at the user to confuse them um, or have them not know where they need to go. That's why you got to have that hamburger menu. Everybody knows what it is now. Everybody knows it. <laughs> <laughs> the like passion and interest in the like that creating like a good experience for the user in terms of their interactions. Is it? Yeah. You just like want people to enjoy the internet more or? I, I definitely have always had like a fascination with the internet. You know, like being born in the 90s, not having the internet, eventually having the internet and seeing the web, like the internet just evolve into what it is today. Yeah. I think I have a fascination with like how users interact with things. I think I've always had that. I just didn't know there was a job where I could do that. Yeah. For the longest time. It was just graphic design and, oh, I did a website, but it was still like a graphic design project in a way. I didn't realize I could specialize in focusing on like how the user interacts with the website. Did that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's what I'm, that's, yeah. that's what interests me is like, I don't, yeah, I'm less interested in like, why do you love websites and more interested in like, why does, you know, what drives like the, the passion or the, the interest in trying to make it a certain way because mm-hmm. you like it. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I yeah. just like kind of like trying to go to like tier two of what that answer is. So do you feel like with all of the, just like the research and the learning that you do, has that kind of ruined your internet experience when you're not doing work stuff? Yes, for sure. Um, I, I feel like every website I go to, I'm thinking about like, oh, this is bad. Regardless of if you're like intentionally, right? Yeah. Regardless. Of, yeah. If pretty much no matter what I go on it, I'm like, oh, like I wouldn't have put this button here. Like, this text isn't formatted right. It's a bad mobile experience. Yeah. Um, and I think graphic design did that to me some also. Sure. Where, sure. you know, start watching a movie and be like, why did they use this font? That's like the opening credits and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> it's. A, have you seen that uh, Saturday Night Live sketch with Ryan Gosling where he like... Yes. Is yeah. det- <laughs> the papyrus. The papyrus. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, man. That's, that's exactly what that made me think of. So... You designed the websites. You've also um, you've designed the BuildWit Online stuff too, right? Yeah. So big focus earlier this year was designing BuildWit Online, the platform. Yeah. Um, that's actually so. When I was hired, I was I was very vocal that I wanted to work on BuildWit jobs, and that I thought BuildWit jobs could be really improved. So something that I feel like it's been like a year in the works of me wanting to work on. And um, it's been a blast to work on doing pretty much a mobile app instead of a website. Yeah. So it's been a change of pace. It's been a huge project. Yeah, for um, sure. Bigger project than anything I've ever worked on. So wow, I, I can't wait for everybody to get their hands on it and see it. Is So is the like initial designs done for that? I know they've um, moved into development at this point, but... Yeah, not... Not everything is done. They have gone ahead and moved into development. There's a lot of back-end structure stuff that needs to be figured out. Sure, just like getting the data, where does it go? And then they can kind of start actually laying it out from there. Um, I was working pretty hard on it. And 
at this point, we're really focusing on getting BuildWit leaders wrapped up and the BuildWit website branding the new website done. Yeah. And then also NACO has been a huge time sink for the last few months. It's sure. Five sites we're launching, Woo. hopefully in eight days. Today's June 22nd. <laughs> well, bless you. Uh, bless Shay, certainly. Man, I just feel like there's like so many exciting things happening in the second half of this year. Um, and I know mm-hmm. everybody's spread thin, thinner, probably than they're like typically used to. Um, but Aaron and I have talked a good bit about just like the develop three X people thing. Um, and this is certainly like one way to like, you know, sharpen the iron kind of thing. It's just like turn everybody up to 115% for a defined amount of time, you know, like knowing that like there is a slowdown at some point and not just like, this is what we do now. It's just harder. It's just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think that's like probably really good for everybody's personal development. Yeah, it's, it's, so BuildWit has for sure taught me to work in a more productive way. Um, you know, just having five sites at once <laughs> that yeah. you, just, you just learn to. I guess the flip side of that is I'm so excited to uh, have these sites done and have a little bit of time back. <laughs> sure. With the five NACO sites, are those all like, specifically different or is it they're like a base theme that has like its own you know style and spice per yeah so each site has their own branding okay um and every site has some elements that are their own i guess like sort of blocks so they all have their own like skin i guess their own branding yeah but um and they all have some unique blocks but they also share some elements so i didn't have to go totally from scratch on everyone oh good so you didn't have to do like the entire every single page layout yep. on figma for every single site okay so i, I did do that um <laughs> every, no, every site but you were you probably able to like carry over some of that yeah i was able yeah. to copy and paste some elements got which it. it up. for sure <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's when like crazy is that like start stacking up really fast. You know, mm-hmm. it's nice that it's not literally five times as much work. Yeah. You know, like um, you can kind of batch some of that together. Yeah. It w- there was some question of whether or not h- how similar they needed to be when I started. I was very nervous. It's like, if all five of these sites need to be totally unique. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, we're going to have to talk about how long it's going to take. Yeah. So let's, we don't, let's not talk about build with anymore. Yeah. Okay. So I know that you are a bikes guy. I am. Or I'd say I'm a I'm a guy who has a bike who likes to go ride it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I don't actually know that much about like different types of bikes and what bike is the best. Like do do you like doing like bike maintenance or are you like having your bike that works and riding it a lot? I like having my bike that works and taking it to a trail and Got riding it. it. And then when something breaks, I take it to the bike shop. <laughs> you have like a you have a guy I do. I have a bike guy. It's always it's important. You always got to have a guy for mm-hmm. a thing. So you said you're more of a trail rider than like a, a road bike guy. Yeah, trail rides. Um, not not like a mountain trail, but you know, dirt, gravel, those sort of trails. Got it. I feel like the yeah, real mountain <laughs> biking. I uh, it's like gives me anxiety. I'm like I yeah. barely want to like walk that, let alone yep. try to ride up and down that. 
yeah, that especially, I mean, I just more think the exhaustion of trying to bike up that. Well, that too. Just wearing <laughs> like all the out. roots and rocks. And <laughs> I've got a, I've got a buddy who is definitely like a bike guy, bikes mm-hmm. guy, you know, like loves road bike stuff, loves mountain biking, loves trail riding. And he's like somebody that it's like, if, if we go on a camping trip, he puts his bike in the back of the truck. Cause he's like, well, what if there's like places we can kind of ride around in? It's like, if you want, I guess. And that's just yeah. like his thing. So I, I do, I take my bike with me when I travel. Cool. Specifically, like if I go visit my parents, they live near the mountains. There's tons of dirt roads to bike. And yeah. You can just get out trails and I can go bike like 20 plus miles just in the woods. 20 miles in the woods is way harder than 20 miles on the road. It, it definitely is. <laughs> you just like feel it in your whole body. Mm-hmm. Well, it's honestly, it's like dry. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's like why it's harder to drive on dirt roads than it is on yeah. regular roads. You're just like, oh, yeah. have you always like really liked r- riding bikes that way? Was that kind of always a thing you loved or did you just like adopt that as an adult? So I rode my bike a ton as a kid and in high school, uh-huh. but it's definitely something I lost until probably right before COVID. COVID really kicked it off. Oh, wow. Okay. Everything was closed. And I was like, I'm going to start riding again. And You're like, I got to have a thing. Yeah, I was, I was riding a lot in the beginning of COVID. Um, and I'm, I still try and ride almost every weekend. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm sure there are plenty of those opportunities in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been to Richmond. Is, it, is that like pretty close to nature type things? Or is that pretty urban kind of all around it? So Richmond as a city, I guess it's probably like a mid-sized city. Very, very historical. Yeah. Um, the James River runs right through the middle, middle of it. So okay. there's a lot of kayaking and whitewater rafting in the area yeah the blue ridge mountains are probably like an hour and a half drive to an okay. hour yeah um well, it's cool that you, you kind of get to that stuff yeah you know yeah it's, it's definitely close to camping and all that um for a weekend trip or even a day trip yeah that's one thing that's been nice about nashville too is that i mean it's definitely the most like developed city in this kind of like region i mean it's certainly more of a thing than louisville or lexington are um yeah Atlanta obviously is a much bigger monster, but that's like the only thing that's like really close. You know, we've got definitely got more going on than Memphis, but I can get to, you know, I can get to the Smoky Mountains in like four hours, three and a half hours. Yeah. Um, And just like I can get out to like real trails in 45 Mm -hmm. minutes. And so that's kind of been really, really nice. And I, I feel like that's not a, Decision I necessarily thought was important to me when I moved to Nashville when I was 22 years old, but 10 years later, it's like I'm really glad that I live near that kind of that outdoor stuff too, just because yeah. it, I don't know. I, di- I didn't live near that stuff. I just lived in the most suburban like place ever. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't know anybody who hiked or camped or any of that stuff. It was just like, do you want to go to X chain restaurant? That was like the only thing. I love living like in the city. But having, it doesn't even need to be like a mountain, just having like outdoor trails and parks yeah. that I can get to quickly is so important to me to walk yeah, or bike. I feel like I just get so like, I don't want to say jealous, but when I go like out West mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, there's like, there are levels to this. There are <laughs> levels to being close to outdoor stuff. Yeah. You know, they can just say like, yeah, well, I want to go to the top of that mountain right there next to my work. And it's like, oh, got it. Yeah, that's way cooler than what I the hills by my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you grow up in like a, on a farm or just like in the country? 
just in the country. And I mean, like in the country, <laughs> in the country. Yeah. Just like think, playing outside. Yep. Playing outside, everywhere. playing in the woods, building dams and creeks. That was my childhood. That's what you do when you're a kid, man. You got <laughs> you got to try to stop up the water in a creek. Yep. Gotta, you don't do that. What's the point? Me and my brother's whole thing was like, we're going to build a dam and like make a swimming pool in the creek. Did it ever work? Um, I, we got, I feel like pretty close. I remember getting it up to like <laughs> waist level water nice. that was like ankle level. Yeah. We had a creek on our property. So it was like, oh, cool, cool, work cool. on every day. Yeah. So you didn't like ruin a water source <laughs> further down the hill or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I say, I said we didn't, we didn't live on a farm, but it might depend on your definition. Like we had goats, we had horses. That's farmish, man. And we had chick, and we had chickens. So I hate to, I hate to tell you, <laughs> I don't know if it's a working farm necessarily. Yeah, I we, think a lot of people would say that's a farm, dude. We we had animals for our own purposes. We yeah, make we weren't making money off of our land. Okay, I'll I'll say this: <laughs> plenty of people that I know where they say like we have a family farm. That's more farmy than what they have. Yeah. They like say we have a family farm, but it's just like a lot of land out in the country. Yeah, that's why I, uh, I guess second guess myself. It's like I think most people here at Build would, would think I lived on a farm. <laughs> my reference to a farm though is like my grandpa had like a dairy farm. Sure, hundreds yeah, of cows. Like, so. a, a business running on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, did y'all ever grow anything? Just for ourselves, so we would have a garden. At, as a kid, like I grew up relatively lower income and we would yeah. grow everything my dad would hunt and like we didn't go to the store basically that's cool though yeah we had a big freezer that would keep a couple of deer yeah and then we'd it. grow corn tomatoes green beans peas all that and my mom would can it do you feel like that's a uh, like a way of life you ever want to get back to no i like having <laughs> i like having no. money to go buy my food <laughs> yeah instead you can just work a job and then they give you money for it and then you could just buy yep. the stuff you want. It's certainly a, a, a different yeah. thing for sure. <laughs> so, uh, into bikes or riding your bike. You play video games as well? Yep. Still pretty big gamer. Do you have a preferred platform? Uh, PlayStation. That's what I have. Yep. You know, I, I mean, I just feel like a lot of people picked what their thing was when they were like 10 years old and then just like followed that up as they released new platforms. Yeah. So, I might be counter to that. I was a big Xbox kid. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and um, I don't even know what got me over to the PlayStation. It must have been like a friend or something when the PlayStation 4 came out. Did you have an Xbox before the 360? I did not. I had a GameCube. Yeah. I was all about the GameCube. I wanted to be a Nintendo person forever. But it when the Wii came out, it was just like so yep. much different and less of like a mm-hmm. video game thing. You know, yep. it was just more I, like party games and stuff. I was I was the biggest like GameCube defender as a kid, loving Zelda and like Mario. Super Smash Bros. Then, Melee was a great game. Melee, man. oh I yeah, killed. And then um, I remember when the Wii came out, like trying to defend it, and then like all my friends getting three sixties and playing Halo. Yeah, once you <laughs> started like... playing Halo three, you're like, oh yeah, th- that's that's not for me anymore. This is who I am. Yep. Then the switch happened, and so then at some point. Were you just like, uh, I'm going to get a PS4 and then now you're a PlayStation guy? Yeah, I, I might it might have just been like a roommate at the time. I got a PlayStation 4 and just the way with like 
digital stores work now, yeah. it makes sense to stick to a platform. Yeah, because then you want to like kind of have access to those games and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Yep. I feel like I've m- multiple times in the last five years have bought and sold PlayStations because I'm like, no, 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 I got, I, I'll have time now to play it. <laughs> and then like <laughs> at one point, I was keeping it in our bedroom, which had like terrible internet service. So yeah. then every time I, I was playing it so infrequently that I turn it on and he'd be like, oh, no, no, you got to update. Got to update it. <laughs> so then it would take like 30 minutes. I'm like, well, I had an hour to play and now I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So at, at the moment, I do not have, well, an up-to-date video gaming platform. I have an N64 that I'll never get rid of. Nice. That has like been fun and valuable to pull out at like at parties and parties or something like that. I mean, like in the past year, well, yeah, I guess once in the past year, but probably more often previous to a pandemic. Um, somebody being like, hey, do you have an N64? Do you have Mario Kart? It's like, come on, let's do it. I feel like I can like never stick to gaming as like a thing. It's like I one game was really really fun, and then I was like, I need a big long break. It's like I love those Uncharted games. Yeah, those are always so fun. But like after I would like beat the whole thing, I'm like, I'm kind of bored. I need a break. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I used to be much more into multiplayer games, and like even you saying like Mario Kart, like have such fond memories of playing Mario Kart with friends. Yeah. But now I feel like I primarily just play like single player stuff. Um, I feel like it's just like my time to decompress yeah. <laughs> and not focus on anything else. And I don't want to be talking to people in a multiplayer game. Yeah, you, you're kind of like involved in something when you're doing it yeah. that way. Yep. Um, what game are you playing right now? Um, I just finished playing Resident Evil 8. Have you played the first seven? Um, not all seven, but most of them. <laughs> It's probably start to run together a little bit anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really good though. If anybody out there who plays video games, I really enjoyed it. Nice, nice, nice. Um, okay, so a question that I've been trying to like bring into the podcast every single time, which I've only done once so far, but I've I've put it through the the mind factory of is this gonna be interesting? What is the dirtiest you think you've ever been? I have like this memory of when I was a child and it like rained or something and like it was just really muddy out. I don't I don't know all the details. But I remember I like fell into the this like mud pit. Um that was just like out in the yard and I was covered in mud. And as a child I just thought it was the most embarrassing moment. Being covered in mud like head to toe. Yeah. <laughs> in high school like I worked landscaping some. I'd get like really dirty with that. Oh just, yeah. Like, typical dirt. Was that was that like your? I mean, I guess you probably did plenty of work like around the house growing up. Mm-hmm. Was like doing landscaping like your only like blue collar kind of job you've had? Um, so I, I had all my jobs in high school. I would guess would technically be blue collar. My first job ever, maybe this is the dirtiest job I've ever had. My first job ever was shoveling horse shit out of a horse barn. That sounds like dirty. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb. After that, I worked in a greenhouse, just like planting plants, like yeah. tomato plants and stuff for like masks being sold. Um, I hated that job. It was the most tedious, boring job I've ever had. Yeah. And then after that, I worked landscaping for a bit. So you're saying that, do you live in an apartment or a house? I live in a house right now. Okay. Do you have a garden at this house? No. <laughs> Does that <laughs> seem something that you'll probably not venture into anytime soon? 
last summer I tried to like grow some tomato plants. I thought it'd be fun. And I was like, yeah, I think I'll just buy some tomato plants this year. <laughs> just buy them. Yeah. Stick them in there. People are like, wow, you did such a great job. It's also something like if you don't have like a garden already in place, it's not a like cheap thing to get started if you're not doing yeah. it every year. I know there are definitely some hobbies that are like that. It's like, well, once you get going, they're really inexpensive. Mm-hmm. You gotta like buy a bunch of stuff to even do it. Yep. Like camping is another one where it's like, you know, it can be so cheap to like go camping. But the problem is you gotta spend like a couple hundred bucks just to like get the bare minimum. So yeah, it's you gotta not get a dangerous. Tent, stuff to cook with, then sleeping bags, like yep. it just kind of adds up sleeping pad, you know. I feel like I had like a, a phase there where I'm like, I'm buying all new camping stuff. And my wife's like, do not, please just take your time on this. Don't just buy all of it today. But then now I have it. And now it costs, you know, like 30 or 40 bucks to just like, you know, buy the food and the beer or whatever. And then that's what you do. Yeah. So last thing, what about BuildWit is really exciting to you? So I would, I would say the biggest thing that's exciting to me is seeing how fast we're growing and all the directions we're going growing in. So, I mean, when I started a year ago, you were here, there were a few other people here, but I don't, there, there weren't that many full-time people. I don't know what the number was, but it wasn't a lot. So the rate yeah. at which we've grown and like all of our capabilities now is really exciting to me. And I'm just pumped to see what will look like next June. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's truly truly crazy um i was trying to get like some sort of idea on how i can track who is on this podcast and so eventually i asked um kara for some help using bamboo so that i could like filter by start date um and it, it is pretty wild like i still i think think of myself as a new guy Mm -hmm. just because like i guess not now but like certainly around our like team meeting over the winter. And now when I think about it, it's like, I'm kind of like, I'm like in the first third of like, you know, our, who, who's part of our team now. Yeah. You're like an, you're like an original, original member. I'm, I'm almost an OG. Um, And so it's, yeah, it's, it is wild to see just like the way that we're growing and that we're, we're not going to slow down. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. like, we're just going to keep trying to build great teams and, put people in places to to succeed which i think is pretty cool yeah for sure um well matt dude thanks for making some time to hang out and talk for a little bit yeah thank you that was fun i guess with that i'll say peace and uh yeah whatever that was a terrible ending